Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 69. Fragile plan versus robust plan and human intervention as a competitive advantage, both by Derek Sivers of Sivers, S-I-V-E dot R-S. And I'm Dan, I am your host here. Welcome to another edition of Optimal Startup Daily, where I read to you from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. I'm here every single day doing that, including weekends and holidays. And I've got two posts today from popular writer and entrepreneur Derek Sivers. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to those posts as we optimize your life. Fragile Plan versus Robust Plan by Derek Sivers of Sivers, S-I-V-E dot R-S. When I first had the idea for Wood Egg, publishing 16 books about 16 countries every year, I thought I would write them all myself. Visit 16 countries for three weeks each, doing intensive research the whole time. That's 48 weeks, so I could do it again each year. But I had a baby on the way, so that idea lasted about a minute. Then I thought of a journalist I know who would love that kind of life. I asked, she said yes, she flew to Singapore and started working. But it was a really bad fit. So after five weeks, we called it quits. Then I decided to hire one writer per country. 16 authors to write 16 books. This went okay at first. Mohit Pawar did a great job with India and Cameron King did a great job with Taiwan. But the people I hired for the other countries flaked out. So I realized this plan was still too fragile. Making a robust plan. I really wanted this to work. I had to be smart. I had to make a better plan. I reread my notes on e-myth, the wisdom of crowds, crowdsourcing, and here comes everybody. In fact, I reread my notes on 130 books. It was an enlightening week. I learned a few things. One, if you want to help, it helps to get specific. And two, a plan that's too dependent on any one person is too fragile. Getting specific. Before, I had a very vague outline of what I wanted the book to cover. I asked the authors to include sections on culture, government, business setup, hiring, banking, and marketing. That was it. The details were up to them. Go. In hindsight, I can see how daunting that was. Too wide open. I've written about the need to get specific before. See my articles, get specific, and restrictions will set you free. But I had forgotten to apply it to this. So I spent a couple weeks and came up with 200 specific questions. Now, to write the book, we just had to answer those 200 questions. It's infinitely easier to find someone to answer a specific question than to find someone to impart wisdom on a vague topic. It puts the burden on the asker to come up with a good question and lifts the burden from the answerer. Multiple people. So that the book was not dependent on any one person and the book was not one person's opinion, I made a system where each of those 200 questions had to be answered by three different people. Ideally, one local, one foreigner, and one other. 16 countries times three researchers equals 48 people. I used Upwork.com to find people in each country. Of course, some disappeared, some never finished, and a few gave bad answers. But that was okay. Life happens. People's circumstances change. I understand. But it won't hurt my plan. 
If any one person is gone, I can still carry on. When all 200 questions had three answers each, 16 times 200 times three equals 9,600 answers, I hired a few writer-editors to combine the answers into one essay per question. Again, one person disappeared, but it was easy for another to step in. And that was the robust plan that got it done. Note, I was also visiting every country myself and contributing my own research to the books, but it was important that the plan didn't require me either. Lessons learned? If you're starting a project or company, one, don't expect anyone to care as much as you. Two, don't require them to think as hard about this as you have. Three, do expect them to change their mind and disappear. And four, make a robust plan that includes numbers one through three. As the founder, the burden is on you to come up with a great plan to lift the burden from the people helping you. Then, when you find some brilliant people, it's a great bonus instead of an absolute necessity. Human Intervention as a Competitive Advantage by Derek Sivers of Sivers, S-I-V-E dot R-S. The Listening Algorithm. A year after I started CD Baby, when it was still just me in my bedroom, the CEO and VP of a hugely funded Silicon Valley online music company contacted me, saying they wanted to fly out to New York to meet me. I said okay, and we met a week later for dinner. Dinner was a lot of blah, blah, blah small talk, and I wondered what they really wanted. Then, they finally got to the real point. The reason we flew out to meet you is because we've been looking at many music recommendation engines, and the one that's powering cdbaby.com is one of the best we found. Could you tell us a little something about the algorithms and data points you're using? Uh, I was confused and asked what they meant. They said, the music recommendations on your site don't seem to be sales-driven like Amazon. The music matching algorithm comes up with incredible recommendations. What software are you using for that? Ah, I get it. I smiled and pointed to my ear. No software, I just listen to everything that comes in and recommend other good stuff like it. Now they look confused. But how will that scale? You can't just listen to every single album. What will you do when you start getting 100 albums a day? I said, maybe hire someone just to listen. I don't know, I'm not there yet. I'll worry about it then. And that's what I did. When we were getting 100 albums a day, it became someone's full-time job to listen to every new arrival and do the internal recommendations. Minimizing or maximizing. When everyone else is trying to automate everything, using a little human intervention can be a competitive advantage. The problem is when business owners see it as a cost instead of an opportunity. Trying to minimize costs instead of maximize income, quality, loyalty, happiness, connection, and all those other wonderful things that come from real human attention. You can buy a fancy phone routing system so people have to listen to nine options, choose option five, then listen to six more options, or you can hire a charming person to pick up the phone on the first ring and make a great impression. Which one do you think will win you new fans? You can put rules into your online forms, so if someone puts a dash in their phone number or writes coming soon as their URL, it tells them they're wrong and makes them do it over again. Or you can have new submissions be checked over quickly by a real person. It's worth the 10 seconds of human effort to keep the end user experience easy but the internal data correct. It's fun for techies to try to find the tech solution to everything, but don't forget that even a tiny touch from a real person can be the best algorithm and a massive business maximizer. Who should do the work? I understand the mindset. It's saying, by having our software and our users do most of the work, we can keep our business efficient and scalable. But if you want them to pay you, if you want to be more valuable, you have to take on more of that work. 
I meet so many entrepreneurs who are convinced their thing will be as big as Facebook, so they can't afford to have a personal touch for all those billions of users that are going to start flowing through their app. But by removing all human contact, they're making their app less valuable. They'll never get big enough for how does it scale to matter. You just listened to the posts titled Fragile Plan versus Robust Plan and Human Intervention as a Competitive Advantage, both by Derek Sivers of Sivers, S-I-V-E dot R-S. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And big thanks again to Derek. Uh, He often writes about productivity and even personal development. So he's narrated pretty frequently over on Optimal Living Daily. And you can check out that show for a lot more from him. But that's gonna do it for me today. I thank you so much for being here and for clicking subscribe if you haven't done that already. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.